Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. What's up, motherfuckers? Welcome back to another episode of the Low Life Motherfucking Chopper Podcast. What's up, you wet blankets? <laughs> We're back after a long fucking trying hard time to get this motherfucking episode going. <laughs> yeah, it's been a minute. Uh, we had some technical difficulties across the board, as I'm sure you guys have come to expect now. Uh, but super pumped. We are joined by our boy, Dustin Porter from I soar cycles out in Ohio. How you doing, Dustin? Doing good, man. How you guys doing? I'm doing good. Aside from that's fucking the frustrations of running <laughs> a fucking podcast week to week. But yeah, dude. Beer helps, but uh, yeah. So I soar cycles. You got quite. Are you in the shop now? That's quite the space you got there. Yeah, man. This is the space. I am uh, like just sitting in front of the double doors where you pull a bike in. So that's pretty much. That's. Uh, 90% of the shop space. There's there's more over there. The lathe and the mill are on the far side over here. Oh, so I have yeah. like a I have like a dirty side and a clean side. So what uh what is the space that you're in? Is it just like uh I see cars be going behind like you're on a main road and it's like is it like a storefront or Yeah, so I'm in like a really tiny ass town that time has forgotten. There's like I think the actual population of the town is like 150. Damn. Uh, yeah, dude, it's tiny. But we're on two main intersections. It's like a blow through between Cleveland and Youngstown. It's one of those okay. kind of cities. Yep. And uh, yeah, I'm like right on the corner of two major highways, uh, 528 and 422. So it's uh, it's a tiny town, but there's a shitload of traffic. So Nice, dude. Yeah, my building is uh, it's just an old brick building. It was built in the 1890s. Used to Damn. be a used to be a bunch of things. Used to be a hardware and feed store originally, and then uh, most recently, before I bought it, it was a bicycle shop. So mm. the the front of the building says Star Cycles. It's like seventies, like hand painted Star Cycles in the front of it. Sick, no shit. Yeah, I love that, dude. So like, it's like an old timey downtown area in a little tiny town out in Ohio. You got it, man. And uh, when you say downtown, like it's it's my shop and then my brother owns the uh the old firehouse it's another brick building like caddy corner to mine and that's it you know that's that's downtown <laughs> oh that's fucking sick you own downtown yeah dude yeah i am You're like the governor owner and operator <laughs> dude dude that's like how long you've been in that space for i bought this space in 2017 um okay. so 
I'd been wanting to buy it forever and it was never anything. Like I came across this, I've lived in this area my whole life. And uh, ever since I've been alive, it's never been anything. Uh, there's never a storefront in here or anything. It's just been like, uh, you know, like abandoned property. So I'd wanted to buy it forever. I just finally came into enough money and like, you know, got my credit all right in like 2017 and was able to, to pull the trigger and buy this place. No shit. Fucking sick. That's awesome. So you own the building so you can do whatever the fuck you want in there. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. I own the building. And then, like I said, my brother is like my closest neighbor right next to me. Yeah. So yeah, we can do whatever we want for the what's most he, part. What's he, what's he doing in that firehouse, dude? Is he like, is he like the fire department of that town? <laughs> <laughs> no, they have a real fire department, but you know, it's small. So we'd probably have to help out if there was actually a fire. Uh, <laughs> People leaving babies and shit outside of his fucking door. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, uh, so I ran all the garage bays off of him. It's like a three story building with, it used to be a, like a firehouse. So it's got like uh, three giant garage bays on the first floor. So I rent all of those. And then uh, the second floor he has is like a rental. It's like a really nice rental apartment. And then the third floor is owned by the Freemasons. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, the Freemasons. That's fucked up shit going on up there. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, the Freemasons paid to have the third story put on in the 20s and then they just been grandfathered in so it's got its own fucking deed and everything so the third story has its own deed yeah yeah well it's kind of weird huh yeah dude it's it's one of those things like the you know it's that grandfathered shit you know like something happened way way back when and then it never got sold and now the times have changed enough everybody's like i don't know i guess they just own it so they're responsible for like the roof. <laughs> yeah, dude, they're responsible for the roof and like the third story. And oh, that's roof. dope. Yeah, the roof. Yeah, yeah. Then my yeah, brother's be... responsible for the foundation and the other two stories. No shit, but they're Freemasons. They should just fucking do all that shit, right? It's brick. You would think, man. You would think that's uh... some Illuminati shit too. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, we just got the deed to the third story. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. What kind of yeah, what kind of fucking be it backdoor deals were done for that shit, you know? In the twenties, probably oh, yeah. probably some crazy shit. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Do they still meet there? Do they like have little meetings and shit? Twice a month. And then like yeah. once every couple of months they have like a really big meeting where everybody comes, but it's a really small chapter. I think they only got like ten or so people in it. So like uh I guess it probably raises some eye- eyebrows when they all get out of their uh bentley's and they are in black robes and they have like skulls and shit <laughs> dude and dude, this... ceremonial daggers <laughs> <laughs> this uh this chapter is just a bunch of good old boys with shitty trucks and shitty cars just trying oh, to love so none of that maybe when, the, all when they have the big meetings yeah but not just so all much. pulling up in square body Chevys. Rusted <laughs> yeah, yeah. the fuck out. You know? Redneck Illuminati, dude. Yeah, man. You know, everybody's got to have them. Every group's got one. This is the one. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so you bought the you bought the spot in 2017, but how long have you how long has Isor been a thing? Was it 2020? I started Isor Cycles. Oh, okay. Yep, during the pandemic. I was a uh aluminum tig welder for a like a small fab shop uh down the road and they you know 
lost an account that I was working on, so they let me go. And wow. yeah, so it was it was great, man. I was getting the government unemployment money, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'll just do this." So I got like a little bit of a cushion. So I started taking on work and just been running it ever since. No shit. So it's it's relatively new, but that's awesome that that just uh, that <clears throat> pandemic was kind of like the uh, you know the turning point for you. So what uh, what kind of work were you doing in welding? You said you were doing aluminum welding, but uh, you, what were you making? What was the accounts and stuff? Uh, so I was doing aluminum TIG welding, and I was building uh, radiators for cell phone towers. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was uh, not my favorite job. You know, it fucking, it was one of those, like, the reason I got that I was interested in, in moving over to welding is I like had just picked it up as a skill. And then like this shop that I was going to was like a small fab shop. So they did like different stuff all the time. Uh, And of course the one account that they had that was like, you know, a, you know, every day building the same thing account was the account that they put me on. So I got there and, uh, you know, it just wasn't what I wanted it to be, but it was a great experience learning how to weld aluminum, you know, like getting really good at welding, um, heavy duty aluminum and shit. So it worked out, but it wasn't, it definitely was not my favorite, uh, my favorite gig to start off with. Were you a welder before and you just got into aluminum welding or how'd you land that job? No, dude, I was a college wrestling coach and I still am to this oh, day. Yeah. So oh, yeah, I've uh, I've been wrestling like my whole life. Um, I was a Division One wrestler uh, in God college, man. and then I tried to make the Olympic team for a little while. I couldn't. I just couldn't make it happen. So at some point, I was just like, whatever. And then I was coaching. Uh, it was like twenty. I, I was coaching from when I graduated college from twenty ten till about twenty seventeen when I bought this place. Um, and it just pays shit, you know, it's like 25 grand a year, uh, full-time coach, but you know, they are just not willing to invest in it. So I was like tired of being broke all the time. I was still building, like I was building choppers in my garage for myself. Um, and, uh, part of the benefits package through them was that you could take classes at the local community college. So I took a welding class there. Yeah. Took a welding class, really liked it got pretty decent at it and then um was just kind of looking for jobs to try to get out of the rest of welding like mig yeah i was doing mig i studied so when i took the classes it was tig i studied tig but i only had a fucking mig welder so Uh, okay i was just migging all the time and then like uh you could go in before or after class and practice with the tig so i just do a ton of practice i go in like an hour before and stay like 30 or 40 minutes after until they'd throw me out of there just doing TIG work. Uh, so I was doing that. I did that. And then a job opened up here. It was in my hometown. So I applied, got the job, moved back, and got right into that shit. And it was terrible. Mm. Let me tell you. Dude, we spent like no time learning TIG in this class or aluminum TIG in this class. And then they threw me into like a production style aluminum TIG welding job. It was trial by fire. Oh shit. How is it? Uh, I guess I've never done aluminum welding. That's the next step for me. But, uh, I guess what's, is it, is it fun to weld aluminum? It's my favorite. 
It I is. Like it. it looks. It looks like butter. It looks like really rewarding. You know. It is, especially when you're good at it. It's. It is so terrible when you first start, though, because you're just constantly like, you know, you got to get real tight because the the tip of the tungsten can't stay pointed. It's like a ball. Right. So like you can't really control the arc as well as you do on steel. So it like wanders all over the place. So figuring out how to control the arc and like when you're new, you like get really close to the work and you end up dipping your tungsten or running yeah. your fucking rod into your tungsten or whatever it is. So it's frustrating at first, but once you're good at it, it's it'll be your favorite for sure. And it yeah, machines yeah. so nice, you know. Like when you're done with it, like it's just it's a die grinder and you can clean it up and make it look nice really relatively quickly. Hmm. Wow. So how'd you get into bikes in general? I mean, you said you were, even before you opened up Eyesore, you were chopping it up. How'd you, how'd you get into riding? Man, um, through my, I mean, my family has always been like into bikes. I grew up in like a sidecar. My mom drove around a, an ultra classic with a sidecar on it. That's fucking and, awesome. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. So uh, we would go on like family trips, you know, my dad had a 97 heritage soft tail Springer and, uh, he'd throw a kid on the back and then mom would ride up me and the other, uh, brother in the sidecar and on the back of that. So it's always kind of been like a thing around me. And then, uh, my dad had bought a shovel head back in the nineties when it was, they were just dumb cheap, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, he tore it down and he was going to make like a cool chopper out of it. And he just like never got around to it. And then in 2008, he got in a car accident, passed away. And then like, I got a box of shovel head parts. My younger brother got the 97, uh, heritage soft tail Springer. And I got a box of shovel head parts. So I, uh, paid a dude to put it together for me. And, you know, shit just broke every day. Every time I would try to ride it, something would break. So I just learned how to fix it over years. And uh, how old yeah. were you when you when you got that box of parts? Twenty one. Twenty one. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. It was 2008. 2008 when I got it. And uh, <laughs> dude, it was I was. You know, the big, the cool thing then was like West Coast Choppers and OCC mm-hmm. shit. So like, I had no idea about like actual 70s and 80s style choppers. And I was just looking for a reason to ride my bike at that time. And I came across uh, uh, a show in uh, Cleveland at a bar called Hoople's. And they were playing that movie Six Over. And I was like, whatever, oh, fucking right ride out there. Something to do. So I jumped on the chopper, rode out there and just saw like a sea of like kick-ass custom choppers and then from then on that's all i've built all i've been interested in so yeah dude that's it's funny because like i i missed that whole craze because i was i was so poor i never had cable and i lived i grew up in the sticks so i didn't i didn't even know what a chopper was i didn't even know so like when i got my first bike i went on like chop colt you know to learn how to shift it and i was like why are all these bikes so cool like what the fuck are these things i had no i didn't even hear i didn't even know what the word chopper you know yeah and it's like so cool to discover that because you're like oh shit things are actually cool you know like i remember growing up and like the only movies we'd watch like my dad would always get like van damme steven seagal like trash (laughs) movies 
And then I like I saw like Quentin Tarantino's like Reservoir Dogs, and I was like, oh, movies can be good. And it was like the same thing with motorcycles. I saw like a chopper for the first time. I was like, hey, motorcycles can be good too, you know? Yeah, dude. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad you mentioned Chop Call. Chop Call, I feel like, oh man, so many of my friends and like so much of like how I got started was because of that. Mm -hmm. uh, that like those message boards, dude. That was such a great resource, and now it's all kind of like gone-ish. You know, yeah. it's still around, but it's not. It doesn't have the presence that it used to have. I'm hoping uh, it just got bought out by Throttle Addiction this year or last year or whatever. So I'm hoping they like revamp it. But there's some awesome stuff on there that definitely like opened up a bunch of doors for me. Um, and it's only it's like the only forum where there's like chopper dudes. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. I've the been to like shit talking chopper guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was a great yeah. forum. I really like. I met a lot of my buddies through there, and oh, no uh, shit. yeah, a lot of my buddies. Like for when I first got started, you know, and like the first thing you do when your shit breaks is you jump on Google and you type it in, and it's some the way to fix it is on some message board from like 2005, you know? Yeah, yeah. So the only thing that sucks is like I go back occasionally, but all my shit was through Photo Bucket, and Photo Bucket. Oh dumped all their stuff so i can't see any of the photos that i posted like that was I, so i remember when that happened and it was so fucking annoying because you'd be like i actually i'm stupid i need the pictures so you'd be yeah. like reading through it and it'd be like 20 blank things yeah yeah such a tragedy yeah dude it sucks and like there were so many cool builds on there my buddy um i don't know if you guys know who joel howenstein is um he built uh it's a bike called the Jart. It's like this blue fucking um, shovel head chopper with a magneto on it. Uh, and it's got like a long, like 30 over rigid front end on it. It's fucking sick. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, like, he had his whole build thread on there. And I used to, like, go back and just, like, look. He passed away. Uh, gosh, I think that was, like, 20, maybe 2018 or something like that. Um, but he passed away and I used to go back and like check out that old, that whole build thread or whatever. And mm. then it's just all gone. So, so you actually contributed to the chop cult community by posting your shit on there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Damn. I'm, I'm just a lurker, dude. I just like signed up at zero posts. I'm just like, what can I find? I don't oh, ask I got any some questions. Posts on there. <laughs> you got some stuff on there, Loctite? I got some stuff on there. I, I think I even got a couple of just like straight talking shit to people. <laughs> yeah dude yeah but like i i enjoy putting my shit out there the one thing that you know like i had no idea what i was doing when i was posting on chop cult like i was fucking just Same. like i, had, I think I had everybody that ever dude. signed up for chop cult didn't know what they were doing in the beginning <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it was like the mecca for people who like had no yeah. idea what we were doing but we wanted to yeah. try yeah. Then you have the guys that have been on there for six months and they're like, fucking retard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Or you think like your, you know, your thread is doing well and then somebody else starts yeah. climbing above you and you're like, you're like going through it and you're like, God damn it. That's so yeah. sick. You know? 
<clears throat> yeah, I think that I posted cool. I posted like a really stupid question one time and I just got eviscerated. Oh yeah, yeah. They were just like they're just like you don't know how to use the search function. I was like, no, I don't. I don't know what I'm doing. I came here for help, you fucking assholes. Chop cult was ruthless, dude. If you didn't look it up oh, first, yeah. we're gonna get oh, yeah. reamed. Yeah. That's actually that was the search function. You just post some stupid shit, and then everybody just sends you the <laughs> links to a million, and you're like, "Thanks, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sign off yeah. forever." <laughs> yeah, oh, the, the most famous fucking reply would always be, "Look in the fucking manual, asshole." Mm. If it was in the manual, I wouldn't be fucking typing this. Right, exactly. <laughs> or like, yeah, dude, I'm trying to like save some money, you know? Like I got $10 yeah, yeah. in my account right now. I don't have $200 <laughs> to buy the original shovelhead manual. Right. <laughs> right, I just got the climbers and the fucking pictures are so bad that just like a black blob. Dude, yeah. Yeah, the climbers manuals are are not my favorite. No. <clears throat> Anytime I have to resort to a climber's manual, I just like, you know what? It's probably easier if I just search this on the internet. You know, yeah. I probably find YouTube. information there. Yeah, YouTube. YouTube is like definitely even if I I mean I buy the manual just so when people are like, look in the manual, I can go, I did, you know, but then I yeah. just go to YouTube anyways because I, I can barely read. I read it at like a fourth grade level. Going straight to so, Pacific Mike. Yeah, once <laughs> once it gets a little <laughs> too wordy, it's like all right, Pacific Mike's page. Yeah. yeah. I like uh, him because he talks nice and slow, so it's easy to understand. <laughs> Chopper Bob Ross, baby. That's it. Hell yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I like – I mean, I like going to YouTube and shit. The thing that I hate is sifting through, like, a 45-minute video to find the, like, oh, one yeah. nugget of information yeah. that I need, you know? Yeah, yeah. 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 That kills me. Yeah, this yeah, is the they, they, YouTube video that has a half hour of filler. You're like, yeah, like why? the first half hours, they're like, <laughs> they're like, oh, my dog's got at it. And like, they're on their phone, like it's wicked shaky, you get like vertigo and shit. And I'm like, dude, yeah, how about some yeah. production value, you grease monkey? Well, I mean, the other part of it is, you know, like the YouTube algorithm, you know, you make oh, more yeah. money the longer your video is. So, oh, is that what it is, huh? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not, I don't do the YouTube because I just don't have the capacity to sit down and edit a video. You know, yeah. like a long form video. Such a pain yeah. 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 I am definitely built for Instagram and TikTok. Like those are my two. Like they, they fit right into my uh, into my mind, like my the, my frame of mind for building things. Yeah. yeah. So actually plug that real quick, because I know uh, on uh, Instagram, you are shovelpan69. Yep. And what are you on TikTok? Uh, Duddy two eight five five. Okay. Are you are you like? Do you do? Are you active like equally on both, or do you do? Are you like favor one over the other? Um. So I used to be more active on TikTok, uh, just because it was, you know, I was I have a bigger following there. I've got like one hundred and fifty two thousand followers over there, and uh, damn, so I more what? There, but I <laughs> since transition to the instagram more often now uh it just seems to be doing better over there most of my stuff Shit. so Fucking damn man. i think i think we need to switch titles i'm not the social media influencer i thought i was <laughs> yeah i've got uh well i mean all of my like sponsorship stuff so i'm sponsored by brunt work boots 
Oh, yeah, um, I saw that. Oh, cool. sick. Yeah, and I'm sponsored sick. by uh, Harbor Freight. And all you, of how'd you get that? A Harbor Freight sponsorship? Yeah, because that's like my goal in life. Yeah. <laughs> did you approach them or did they reach out to you? Um, so my buddy Rusty Van Ranch, uh, he's a, he's really big. He's got like 2.2 million followers on TikTok, and um, he came out here to work on his uh, uh, Ironhead chopper. And while he was out here, we just decided that we were going to build this little like trike thing that I had sitting in my garage for ever. And, uh, oh, with the Predator, yeah. Yeah, so he already had had a sponsorship, and they reached, or he reached out to them initially. Um, you know, and was just like, hey, I've got 2 million followers. You know, if you give me a sponsorship, I'll plug your shit. And they were like, yeah. So they they accepted, and then we started building something. We started building that little trike, and uh, it blew up. And then because it blew up, they were like, well, you know, we're giving Rusty all this stuff so that you can so that he can give it to you. So we might as well just sponsor you too. I was like, hell yeah. Oh, fucking I dude. Yeah. I'm in the inside track membership, dude. Yeah. Dude. I'm going to drop, I'm going to drop some names, dude. I'm reaching them out, out to him tomorrow. I'll be like, <laughs> you know, rusty and dusty. Well, they said that we would be perfect. <laughs> My entire fucking toolbox is Harbor freight, bro. <laughs> yeah, dude, they're great. I fucking love them. And you know, it's, it's integral for running a fucking shop like this. Like I, you know, if I had to buy all of the tools that they've given me over the years, like I'd be way further behind than I am right now. So, oh yeah, dude, people great. trash on Harbor Freight tools. I haven't had any fucking issues. And uh, if anybody does have, you know, wants to talk shit, I'm happy to fight you. Oh, I mean, wow. I didn't say... keep talking. Yeah, same. Uh, he dude. Must... Like it... Did he get the 24 karat icon fucking ratchet, dude, with 99 teeth? <laughs> Goddamn right, I did. <laughs> Oh. oh yeah, dude! <laughs> you all grown up now. You got pneumatic tools. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! Dude, I told you I'm making the switch back to pneumatic. Dude, that thing. I that thing I use this all yet, the time. Dude. I haven't used it yet. I've got a fucking. I've got a rack of them over there, like Central Pneumatic Tools, and I've had them for like three, four, five years. Some of them, you know. So oh, yeah. I don't know. Well, I can say that back in the day. So like probably let's say six years ago you know they were just bargain bin tools like it was only cheapest of the cheap stuff mm. and you know you went there because you needed to use it once not because you were going to make a living with it you know and uh since then they've added like you know levels to their shit like they've right. got the icon brand which is like the top of the line shit and then they've got like their cordless stuff it's got three tiers you know it's like uh hercules bauer and then like pittsburgh or something mm -hmm. so you can kind of pick your poison like if you're going to use it once and never again just go ahead and get the central pneumatic stuff and take your chances but you know you if you want you can get the higher dollar shit yeah so. the, the the way i look at it too is like well initially it's like anything with a cord i wouldn't even fuck with like if it has a cord coming out of it i was like no but like hand tools all day and then uh now with the different levels they're pretty good. Like I, I use some of their shit and it's pretty, pretty fucking robust, but you, for any consumables, dude, like fucking flap discs and fucking drill bits and all that shit that just like busts on you all the time. It just makes sense. It's so cheap, dude. I got a $15, a uh, 15% off coupon in the mail. And I just went there just to use the coupon on president's day. You know what I mean? <laughs> I bought a fucking another sandblast cabinet for no reason. 
Yeah, dude. It's great. I fucking love it. And, <laughs> you know, part of the thing was part of the thing, like giving me a sponsorship was like, okay, let's see how these tools hold up in like a shop situation where they're being used constantly. Now I'm not yeah. like a, you know, I'm not like a fucking production shop or like, like the place I used to work, but I do use them and I abuse the shit out of them on a daily basis. So, yeah. And they've all held up. So I, I could, I couldn't be happier with them. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah I love, Har- I love Harbor Freight. I actually am in love with Harbor Freight. I don't, I don't even think of like other tool options. Like I'm never like, Oh, maybe I should get a snap on or a fucking Husky dude. I just, that if I need something, I go there. <laughs> right. Right. I have since, you know, uh, I want to say like, even, even before I had the sponsorship, I was buying most of my hand tools from them, you know? Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, your grinder takes a shit and you're like, fuck it. What's the cheapest grinder I can get? Oh yeah. Yep. They got right. it. It's like a, I don't know. I just love the smell of that place. The friendly attitude. I just see you don't get that anywhere else. <laughs> it is set up nice too. Like you walk in and you're like, oh fuck yeah, I definitely need, you know, whatever they got right up front. I need yeah. that. Yeah, and and again, just the consumables and shit. It's just like I'm just like, you know, like fucking latex gloves and fucking this and that, like things that you need to stock up on. When there's a sale, like I got. Uh, Remember, like, during COVID, latex gloves were, like, $20 a box or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, dude, fuck that. Uh, but they had a sale. And it was, like, $4.99 for 100 or something like that. And, I, dude, I was just, like, it was, like, a supermarket sweep, dude. I just had a cart. I was just, like, got them all, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I like the five mils, but the nitrile. Right. Yeah, I've got the I've got those, but I got the wrong size and that shit sucks. Let me tell you, you get the wrong Too small. Yep. Yep. That's tough. Thought I was a large. Half of the time it just blows out. Yeah. That or like you can't like the webbing of your fingers, like you can't close yeah. them right. Yeah, you can't yeah, you can't really grip a, a tool. It's too tight. And actually, if you get it too big, it looks like you're wearing like your dad's like business suit or something. It's all like baggy and shit. And like you're fucking working on stuff and like the extra slack on the fingertips gets like curled around shit. Yep. Fucking stupid. That's a yeah. great reference. Dad's <laughs> your dad's suit coat. I like that. So uh the other thing is um so I saw you do anything. You do Harleys, you do Japanese, you do triumphs. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I'm, uh, you know, small chopper shop. I do not choppers too. Like I'll do stock bikes, but, uh, you know, my first love is fucking choppers and I just do whatever I got to do to keep the bills paid and keep on. So you do, you do service and you do other commission work and shit like that too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do like oil changes and tires. Um, but I do, you know, this is broken. Yeah, yeah, it's broken. It's not working, or I need shit welded up. You know, I do. Uh, oh, like a, I've got a CB750 on the lift right here behind me, and then I've got uh, two um, KTM dirt bikes behind that. So oh, a little bit of everything. No shit. Um, what's your? What's your? What are you riding? What's your personal bikes? Uh, I have a 1977 Honda CB750 chop. And I've got a 1969 generator shovelhead. That's the one I got from my dad. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, it was in a hardtail frame when I first got it. And it's been in that hardtail frame. It was in that hardtail frame for a long time until I got hit. 
2019. Um, some lady just smashed into the back of me and fucking wrecked it. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So I took that as an opportunity to like switch it up a little bit. And I got like a Arlen Ness style drop seat uh, swing arm frame with a, like the Arlen Ness hard head section welded onto the front of it. And it came with like the prism tank and the fucking Arlen Ness fender. And I did like a, like a digger style shovel head. So yeah, Holy shit. yeah I, was, I was stoked on that. And then my CB is like, a, it's a 19, it was built in the eighties, but it's like one of those kit bikes. It's a, back in the eighties, Santee used to sell you, it was like a frame, a swing arm, your uh, oil tank and your tank and fender and they were all pre-painted oh so fuck. You, yeah you could like choose from like one of three or four different paint jobs or whatever and you could uh you order it they send it to you and then you just take all your stock cb750 parts and put them into this fucking frame uh so it's one of those it's got like a it's a white base coat with like this fucking multicolored ribbon that goes all over it hmm. So. Are you doing uh are you doing like the painting and stuff too on these bikes or do you send that out? It depends. So like yeah. the the CB that I'm working on, um my buddy Ed that I was telling you about prior to recording. Shout out to my buddy Ed. He turned me on to you guys and uh he uh he's my painter sometimes when it's just a single color. Um he does the paint there. Sometimes people want like complicated shit, so I have to send that out. But for the most part, yeah, it's for the most part it's in house. Does Ed have an Instagram? Yeah. Uh it's just his name, Ed Boheim. Ed Boheim. Well, thank you, Ed, for converting someone over to the low life chopper podcast. How long have you been listening? When how long is he was he uh when was the recommendation made? Uh it wasn't like he's been telling me about your guys' podcast for a while and I started listing I wanna say he told me about it maybe like three or four months ago. I think he's been listening okay. since like the beginning. And then he told me about it three or four months ago. And then I've been listening since then. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You're the first guest that we've had on to actually listen to our show. And I really appreciate that. Yeah, man. I'm always <laughs> looking for more chopper content. And you guys had on uh, Sarah, your last, yeah. your last episode. Yeah. Sarah's dope. I know Sarah. Um, I oh, met yeah. her. Yeah, I met her on, uh, I was riding my CB chopper down to the Grundle Run in Georgia. And uh, I had a buddy who lived in Nashville, and they were roommates. So oh, I yeah. crashed at his place for oh, two no nights. Shit. Yeah, on my way down to uh, the Grundle Run. So, That's fucking awesome. Yeah, dude, she's dope. She's dope. Yeah, dude, she got me uh, looking for some leather making kits. Because I was like, dude, that looks like so much fun to work with leather. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I agree. And dude, she's convinced me that Evo Sportsters are the greatest platform to build anything off 100%. of. Yeah. If you're going to build something, build an Evo Sportster. <laughs> that thing goes 109,000 miles and counting right now, and it's still on the yeah. original top end. It's original yeah. gaskets and shit. What the fuck? <laughs> what? What? Yeah, dude, dude, I had to do a top end on my shovel head after like 20,000. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. The Sportster is like the Honda of the bike world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the it's like the new Honda. It's like more. Yeah. It's way more powerful than the Hondas too, which is dope. Yeah, 
So, yeah, yeah I'm sold, man. I want to do an Evo Sportster. I just, uh, you know, I've got my two bikes right now, and then I want to do uh, – I've got a KZ1000 that I bought forever ago that I'd like to really build and just don't have the time right now. Yeah, I hear Love that. Yeah. Hear that. I still got a 69 CB750 sitting in the backyard oh, that I have shit. to build eventually. Yeah, yeah. Already in a rigid frame. So I just got to fucking build it. But it's like what you're saying. I just got no fucking time. That's why I got a shovel head sitting on my lift that's not getting anything done. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, uh, I, I've been like killing my own time recently. I've been so I bought this place. And then over the last four years, I've been, uh, renovating the upstairs to to be like my living space and i literally just finished it like two or three nights ago so i've just been shoveling money yeah every spare dime that i have has gone into that upstairs so it's been uh it's been a four-year process but it's finally done oh shit have you been like living elsewhere and then renovating that yeah oh shit dude yeah dude i was living (laughs) yeah i was living so for like uh for like one year I was living with my ex-girlfriend and then we broke up and then I moved in with my mom for a little while. And, uh, she only lives like my mom lives like 15 minutes down the road. Um, so that wasn't too bad, but then like, I, you know, you can only live with your mom for so fucking long. And, uh, I got a girlfriend, I got a new girlfriend and we hit it off. So I moved in with her and she lives in Akron, which is like an hour away. Oh, fuck. So for the last two years, dude, I've been uh, commuting an hour both ways. Damn. Uh, Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. It's been dude, that's Akron. Akron, dude. though, that's a big difference from where you're at right now. That's oh, like yeah, fucking huge. city. Yeah, dude, it's huge. <laughs> yeah, it's the opposite of where I'm at right now. That's going to yeah. be so fucking nice when you just make your coffee, walk downstairs, and just start working on shit. Oh, dude, I did it today. <laughs> It was the greatest thing that has ever happened in my life. I was like, you know what? I've thought about this and I've like thought I was playing it up in my head and then I did it and I was like, nope, this is exactly as great as I thought it would be. Yeah. Dude, that place is, I I I've been watching the renovations and shit. You got like that's a nice spot, dude. You got like a legit like fucking stove from like a restaurant or some shit and fucking dual shower heads and shit. Like you're not fucking around. No, nah, dude, the, you know, I I am a chopper dirtbag, but when I come home, I want to be like in a nice place and I, I enjoy like a nice house. And, uh, the nice thing about building it over, like, I didn't take a lot of loan to do any of this shit. Like it's all just been like, okay, I got like an extra 500 or a thousand bucks. And the nice thing about doing it that way is you can kind of sit and wait for deals. Oh, Um, right. Dude, that's the stove is like a six thousand dollar stove i got it for 800 bucks at um at like uh it's called the restore in cleveland it's like uh yeah yeah. we got one of those we got one of those here yeah dude Dude, yeah dude all the uh all the igniters were broken that was the only thing wrong with it i was like yes i'll take it eight hundred dollars absolutely so I got that and then like Facebook marketplace. I found all the countertops, like all the granite countertops and shit. I found those for 200 bucks in Cincinnati. Oh, damn, dude. So it's, you know, it's been great. Um, and 
I wouldn't do it any other way. Like I like the way that I did it, but if it had taken me like one more year, dude, I might've just been like, fuck it. I'm taking out a loan and I'm getting this done. Like oh, yeah. paying full price for everything. Yeah. Yeah. So that's fucking amazing. That's I hear awesome. that. When I was building this garage this past summer, that was all I could think about. I was like, when this is done, this is where I'm drinking my coffee every morning. That's the only thing I gave a fuck about. Not working on the bikes. That is one of my own fucking spots. So I know exactly like that weight. It's like, it's gruesome. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And the weight, but the weight, you know, the one thing that I've learned over the years is like the longer you wait for it, the more satisfying it is oh, when it's yeah. done, you know? Oh, yeah. So for the last uh, two days, dude, I've just been living in pure bliss. It's been fucking great. That's so cool, so, dude. Yeah, give it another month when all the my utility bills like triple, and then I'll be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or whatever. For right yeah, now, but, I'm stoked. Yeah, dude, but imagine all the gas money you're gonna save. That that pays for the electricity. Fuck yeah, dude. It was fifty dollars every three days. Fuck. Oh. Yeah, yeah, dude. I got a '91 Dodge Dakota, like six cylinder. That's my daily, uh, and. That thing does. That thing hates gas. You know, it just fucking <laughs> chokes it down and then spits it right out the fucking tailpipe. So, Jesus. Uh, and then, like, I had a Volvo for like a year. I had like this little Volvo station wagon that was way better on gas. It was dope. Uh, but I was cruising uh, up seventy-seven and hit like a patch of ice just a couple months ago. Slid off the road. Fucking crashed it. And I paid like 1500 bucks for it when I bought it or 2000 bucks for it when I bought it. And I think the repairs were going to be like, you know, somewhere around there. I was like, fuck it. So. So does your brother live in the fire station across the street? No, he actually, he used to, uh, he lived there for like five years and then he moved down to Columbus. Uh, so he's down uh, in Columbus now. So the second floor is like a rental place, like a rental apartment. And then the first floor is all the garage base and I rent all those. So oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So I got all the customer bikes like that I'm storing until I can get to them. They're all over there. And then uh, just recently, actually like a year ago, I bought uh, equipment like t-shirt equipment. So that's all sitting over there. And eventually I'm going to get to that and fucking start nice. printing my own t-shirts. You doing screen printing or. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. I bought like some, commercial screen printing equipment like a big ass fucking dryer and like a six head fucking screen printing press and the light box and all that shit oh yeah Yeah. we were trying to get in that for a while it's a lot of work so Uh, i was like i was like yeah i think uh maybe we'll put the hit pause on that endeavor (laughs) (laughs) we were pretty ambitious about it at first yeah yeah we got two shows worth of, of merch out of it but it was fucking a steep learning curve. But yeah, my the girlfriend the my girlfriend now is uh, she used to work. She did like ten years at a screen printing place. Oh uh, shit! Yeah, so she knows what she's doing. So all I I like I had a I had this Evo that I put together, and uh, I had messaged the guy about buying the equipment, and I was like, hey, I have this Evo for trade if you want to just do that. And he was into it. So we ended up trading oh, for all of this. Martyr system is the best. Dude, it was so nice. That's so fucking rewarding. Yeah. No yeah. money exchange. You're just like, here you go. This yeah. thing I don't want and the stuff I do <laughs> want. Yep. Everybody's happy. So, 
We got to get back to that. I know. I'm still well. Like the the only reason I wanted to do it in the first place is because it's so hard to like find a quality T-shirt, you know, mm-hmm. and like at a decent price. <clears throat> I did merch. I did one, or I did like two or three rounds of merch, and uh, I did hats first. And my buddy does, my buddy does hats. So I went through him. So I knew the quality was going to be good and, uh, it was dope, but you know, I was, I had to charge like 40 bucks a hat because it was all like, it was all made in Ohio shit. And then, uh, I did t-shirts and I was like, fuck it. I'm doing made in America. You know, I'm going to do Carhartt shirts. Dude, it was $21 a shirt (laughs) just for the shirts. Then I had to pay like a local company, like uh, it was like 12 bucks or something to, to do the print on them. So I ended up having to sell those for 50 bucks a shirt. You know, that didn't yeah. feel good. I sold out of them and that was cool. Cause everybody was like, fuck yeah. I want to support made in the USA. Yeah. Shit. But it's not that's like, so, a, that's so tragic, thing. dude. You know, like, cause that's one thing I, you know, like one of the things that like, I love about this community is like people actually care about that shit. You know what I mean? Like made in the USA supporting local businesses that are doing that shit, but you just price out of the market. Cause people are just, they're so used to buying a shirt for 10 bucks at Walmart or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard, you know, and I've been pretty much sticking with my guns on it. Like the Harbor freight thing was like a real test. It was like, fuck. You know, because most of their stuff is made in China, but the the way that I justify all of that is like, there's not any American-made tools that I can just go buy. You know, like it's not like I'm taking money out of like American-made people's hands. Um, so that's how I that's how I like got around that or justified that to myself. But other than that, I tried to do everything as local as possible, like either made in Ohio or made in the USA shit like that so Mm -hmm. it's it's tough it gets tough you know i do like i buy a lot of stuff from tc brothers and lowbrow uh because they're you know in ohio um you know and you could definitely get it cheaper elsewhere but at the end of the day like if you just keep if we just keep racing downward like that like it's not going to end up well those companies will end up out of business you know yeah yeah i mean it's already to the point where it's like it's really hard to find USA made goods in any industry, you know? Yeah. And the ones that are made in the USA are, you pay a premium for. It's usually worth it though. You know, like if you get a pair of boots or something, it's like they are higher quality, but our whole culture has shifted to just like, I want to go on Amazon and there's some <laughs> fucking that. random Chinese company that ha- it's not even a word. It's just like, 17 fucking random letters strung together you get it the next day and it costs like a fucking nickel you know yeah dude and it's tough you know times are tough for people and i I don't fault anybody who goes that way because yeah you know we've all been broke we all need money and like you gotta pick and choose you know where your dimes go but uh i do as much buying like in my local community as i possibly can so yeah yeah and definitely like you know, supporting, like, people support this show, you know, like, people support us by buying our merch, because they like the, what we're doing, you know, and I'm sure people like, you know, they support you, because they don't mind spending 50 bucks on a shirt, because it's a good quality shirt, and they're supporting someone that they like, you know, and that's like, it's more personable than, like, when you're 
when you're like, oh, fuck, my I need a new set of sockets. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, do I want to pay snap on 400 bucks or do I want to get it for 20 bucks? <laughs> it's like there's it's not even like I'm saving 10 bucks. It's like such a yeah. vast difference in price. It's like, you know, yeah, we I look stay at the, broke. yeah, I look at the American made uh, tools as like, OK, I'm going to make my entire living with this too you know like that's oh, yeah. there's there's like everybody else and then there's like the uh the professional mechanics you know those are the two markets that you have you know right so but yeah that's why i ended up buying <clears throat> the screen printing stuff is because i want to be able to like go to like a thrift store or whatever or go to like a salvation army and just buy blank yeah. t-shirts you know and fucking print on those and it's all local and i can keep the fucking price down supporting yeah. local businesses without you know without having to pay 21 dollars a shirt i love those uh those blast over tees that people do you go to a thrift store and you get like a fucking gucci t-shirt and then you just blast your logo on top of it yeah dude like it's those so are cool as fuck yeah and like this shirt here like it's like uh it's an original Harley Davidson shirt from back in the day, but there's nothing on the back. So it'd be perfect to just throw like an ice oh, like, yeah, logo on the back of it, you know? No shit. Yeah. So that's awesome. Gave myself all the hard work and just put my fucking logo on it, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah. Shit, dude. Um, so you, uh, I think I saw that you went, what was the most recent show that you brought a bike to? Was it uh, the one down in Pittsburgh there? Yeah, Glory Days. Glory Days. Was that last year? Yeah. Yeah, I did Glory Days. I took the it was the it's called the Pink Panty Dropper. Um it was like a it's a pink sportster frame that we me and my brother stuffed a CB750 motor into and uh it's oh. fucking <laughs> yeah. It's really it's ridiculously easy to put a CB750 in a fucking old sportster frame. <clears throat> really? Yeah, dude. All you got to do is weld in two plates. Uh, you weld in two plates in between the lower frame rails. And then you make like a U-bracket that goes up to the motor mounts. And then you can just slide it in there. And then you put like big lag bolts through the bottom or through the, uh, you know, through those plates that you welded into the frame rails. And then you add like a third mount off the back and that's it. And there's plenty of fucking room for the motor to slide in there. That's crazy because those are big motors, dude. Yeah, they're well, they're wide. You know, they're four cylinders wide. So you know, that's kind of the sticking point for everybody. That's fucking a hot tip, though. That's pretty fucking cool, dude. Because it's got to be like the widest motor, right? Oh, I guarantee it. Well, maybe the KZ1000. The KZ1000 might be wider, but or the BMW. I was gonna oh, say yeah. the BMW the one that like plays sideways. Yeah, yeah, dude. Nobody's building choppers out of BMWs. But, uh, yeah, dude. I, I mean, I used to, you know, we we all go through those phases where it's like Harley or nothing, you know. And uh, I went to a show uh, in Detroit. Do you guys remember Oily Souls? It was like a heard, chopper yeah, show in Detroit. Yep. Um, but I went there for the first one and. Uh, now a friend of mine had built a CB750, um, Strange Cycles, and I saw it and was like, holy shit, like, you can still, like, even though it's that wide, like, it looks like a killer chopper, and then oh, yes. from then on, dude, I was like, I gotta have one, and then that sparked my interest, and I got the fucking CB chopper that I have, and then I've just been working on them ever since. 
Yeah. It was the same for me, man. It's like back in the day, it was like Harley or CB750. Like you have right. all the Denver Chopper guys building the gnarliest CB750s. And yeah. uh, that's why I got one. I was like, I just want to build one. Even if I never ride the fucking thing, I just want to build an old like 70s style CB750 chopper. Yeah. You know, you'll fall in love with it. You'll fall in love with it. Like, I, I 100% expected to, like, only ever really ride my shovel head. I was like, but I want to build this cool CB750, and then, like, you know, I'll take it to, to some places and do some cool shit with it. Realistically, I wanted it to just beat on it, because at the time, I was like, fuck it. Like, CB750 motors, I can just buy a new one if this one blows up. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so I was like, that'll just be, like, my daily chopper. And it's it's i love those bikes dude they're great i've made a whole fucking uh you know chopper shop on building and working on them so no shit yeah dude yeah. I felt it was lucky. like uh that was my first bike they're so fucking cheap you know like you look at like you look at shovelhead pan prices in the, these days i mean impossible for yeah. for your right for your for like your regular dude but a cb750 dude they're given i actually have given them away <laughs> like two years yeah. ago this dude was like someone hit me up and they're like hey what do you want for that fucking cb it was behind my garage and it was in the dead of winter and i was like you can just have it just get it out of here and yeah, I, uh, I dude i had that we had to cut the kickstand off because it it sunk into the mud they got a pretty long kickstand it sunk in like probably like six inches and it was frozen it was like permafrost in the middle of february i went down there with the fucking cut off <laughs> wheel i was like mm. rolled that bitch out and i was like have fun buddy Oh yeah, dude. I love CV750. And like you could pull it like it's been sitting for six years. It's been outside and you could pull it out and like throw gas and oil in it and it'll fire right up, you know? Yeah. They are no- notoriously reliable. It's fucking it's dope. Yeah. So once, yeah, once you have one, you just like you fall in love with that that platform. It's hard to make look the way you want it because it's so wide. But you know, the the reliability factor, like trumps that a thousand times you know yeah yeah, yeah i could i couldn't get over that you know the first one i built was a cb750 totally butchered it you know just like disgust this thing was an abomination totally disgusting so i'll preface with that but uh then i was like oh how about an xs650 now that's a nice platform for a chopper nice and skinny you know engine looks pretty cool and still in that same price range you know what i mean like you can pick them up for 500 700 bucks like running but yeah. Uh, yeah. So my goal with my CB750 was to like not make anything wider than the motor. Like I just wanted the motor to be the widest part. So like on the left side, my foot peg is the stator cover. So like I I welded like aluminum tread to the top of the stator cover. So that's where your foot rests when you're going down the road. Oh, and then the, yeah, the brake kind of loops around it. And then on the or the clutch on that side loops around it. And then the brake on the right side loops around the, uh, the points cover. And then I just have like a short little peg sticking off of that. So, mm. so that was, that's how I got around making everything skinny. It's funny. You like excess six fifties. I fucking hate excess six fifties. You don't, I, what do you hate about them? I just Everything. like, they're just, <laughs> they're like as vibrating, like they vibrate just like a, like a triumph, you know, like a triumph twin. So like, it's just, and like, nobody makes like a cool frame for them. Like there's a couple of people, but I just don't dig the, like the stock frames that you can buy. 
And it's just like, every time I see one, it's like, oh, God damn it. Like I, some people can pull it off, but mm-hmm. I just, every time I look at it, I'm just like, I just don't like it. It's not my favorite. But you know what a great twin platform 750 is? The KZ750 twins. Have you heard of these? Okay. Yeah. It's a, it's the Kawasaki um, seven. It's a Kawasaki 750 in a twin cylinder. And I don't know why they never took off. They have a Kickstarter. It's got everything you want to be a great chopper platform, but like nobody's building it. I, I learned about it from a dude uh, down in Columbus uh, who was building them and he's by, he bought like all of them. He's got like a whole, um, like a shipping container. He's got like a whole shipping container full of them for the day that they take off in the chopper game. What the fuck? He's hoarding them. He is, dude. He's like, he's trying to corner the market. He's like trying to predict the future. You know, like one day, dude, these are going to be the platform. I bet, dude. Well, like most dudes that are like, if you're a DIYer and you're like a dude that wants to like build choppers, you're getting priced out of the Harley game. Like, hopefully this fucking market crashes soon because I cannot afford (laughs) another shovel head. But uh, yeah, maybe that's the thing. Maybe. That's got it's got to be like it has to be affordable. That's the thing to be a builder, like, dude, like everybody I know, like, nobody's built made of money, you know. Like, I don't know one rich guy, I don't know one rich person. Yeah. No, even if you put us all together, we still wouldn't be rich. <laughs> <laughs> if we could sell all of our half done projects, we might be. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, yeah, the, the Harley game is. You know, it is what it is. It's fucking, it's overblown. And I think right now it's being held up by raffles. Um, oh, yeah. Nothing against them. It's just, uh, you know, I'm doing one right now for a Springer. So, you know, nothing against raffles or anything. It's just prices I don't think are going to come down until people are like, you know what? I'm not going to waste $100 on a chance to win. I'm going to just fucking like save my money and buy one, you know? And, you know, maybe not everybody yeah. can save ten thousand dollars, and then the market will come down. But as long as people are able to potentially win one for a hundred dollars, and they're willing to do it, uh, I don't know when it's going to come down, but probably not soon. Dude, I play in those raffles, and I've probably spent ten thousand dollars over the course of like five <laughs> years. I probably could have had a fucking like yeah, a panhead or something by now, but I just keep on throwing money in these stupid fucking raffles, and I never win. It's you know, it's a great way. I'm on both sides of it. You know, I personally am not a gambler. Like I just don't like giving my money away for a chance. To Same. Same. So I just, I've <laughs> never entered a single one other than like one or two to support a buddy of mine. And, uh, you know, but it is a way for shops to kind of get the money that they need to get out of stuff. Cause it, cause none True. of us are fucking rich. And, uh, you know, when you have somebody, who wants to build a fucking panhead chopper, you know, they want a panhead chopper. They don't have $24,000 to throw into yeah. it. So it's, uh, it's tough. You know, you have a shitload of time and money and effort into it. And it's tough to justify selling it for less when you could just raffle it and get more, you know? Yeah. And at the same time, I mean, like the beauty of the raffle is some dude just got that fucking bike. He could never afford in his entire life for a hundred bucks, you know? Exactly. But yeah, that sucks. 
Yep. But, I mean, it, it just sucks for like people there. I mean, the other thing is, is like, I feel like the the community recently is like definitely expanding and it's getting like more and more people involved and that drives the price of everything up too. Cause like, yeah, in the nineties you could buy a shovel head for next to nothing. Now people are selling them for, I mean, on the low end five grand, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And then up from there. Right. But. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it, it's a double-edged sword, you know, when you take away from one side, the other side goes away. When not a lot yeah. of people are into the community, there's no shows, there's no, uh, you know, there's no need for lowbrow customs if there's not a lot of people doing the chopper yeah. thing. So, yeah, it. I don't know. Like, I wish we could hit, like, a nice equilibrium where, like, panhead prices would start to come down, but we still could have lowbrow customs, you know? But, uh for now, yeah. uh, since I'm since I'm trying to support myself doing it, I will just say everybody who wants to get into it should just get into it. You know, <laughs> like do it as much as you can. Yeah, I know a guy that has a fucking shipping container of a really great platform to start your first job. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna make the XS uh, 750 <laughs> or the KZ 750 the platform. KZ 750s right is the next thing. Yeah, buy stock in Kawasaki. Actually, if you don't buy. Stock. <laughs> <laughs> well you could if you're an industrious type person maybe start making some aftermarket parts for that you know yeah. make a cool frame for it yeah yeah i'm not that guy i am not so about the springers how when did you start uh i guess manufacturing springers uh i want to say it was shortly after i opened the place like i had always wanted to build one um i just never really had like a place to do it and like the connections um you know, because you need like a steel guy and you need to know where to get the springs from and you need to know right. where the, the bushings are at and all that shit. And then I didn't have a mill um, until uh, 2020. So when I got my mill and I had my lathe, uh, I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to I'm going to build a springer for me. Um, and I built one for my bike. And then shortly after that, I was just like, I, you know, I come from that fab shop. And I had been like kind of bouncing around to different departments in the like milling department or whatever. So I had some experience on how they set up things to do more than one job at a time, you know, mm -hmm. like a production style of like five or seven, you know. So I just kind of took all that knowledge that I had learned and I was like, well, if I'm going to make one, I might as well buy the steel to make like five of them. So I bought the steel to make five. I made five springers and then, uh, yeah, sold them shortly after that. So it was 2020. You know, I just always wanted mm -hmm. to do it. And so I just did it. So these, uh, the springers you make, you just mild steel. Are you doing any uh, chroming or anything like that? Do you do stainless or do you just mostly work in the mild area? Yeah, I mean, mild steel is the best. I do mild steel. Um, all of my flat stock is mild steel. So the trees are all just your run of the mill, uh, you know, mild steel with the fucking, uh, you know, all the mill scale on it and shit. Um, mm -hmm. but the, the rear legs are DOM tubing. Um, so they're one inch OD DOM tubing with a half inch, uh, half inch ID quarter inch wall. Um, and that's good for, you know, like flex, like if it's too rigid of a front end, like if the, like if it's too hard and it doesn't flex, um, you end up just transferring a shitload of that, uh, 
that energy up into the frame and then you that's when you get like cracked necks and shit like that mm. um and then i do a pinch style lower tree on my um springers there's no weld point because the weld point is like a a failure area too and i usually end up building like really long springers so i don't i don't want to weld that area and then it constantly be flexing there and then potentially right. so i use like a pinch style lower tree um with a you know one inch dom tube um i don't do stainless and i don't do <clears throat> cold rolled either for that reason because it doesn't stainless and cold roll don't really flex all that well um Ooh. especially when you heat stainless like when you give it like a heat affected zone it gets really brittle so oh, okay. just mild steel yeah just mild steel front yeah. ends and i build them i overbuild the shit out of them like my trees are three quarter inches <laughs> thick um you know i've been doing tig welding forever so i tig weld the shit out of the uh the spring perch and the uh the front leg bridge so yep and are, are you making these to order or do you have like you just manufacture some and then sell them off. Originally I made like, like I said, I made like five, right. And I just sold them. But the problem with that, that I ran into was like, not everybody's looking for a certain length. All right. so if, if I make them six over, like if I make a run, right. Like if I do like a, a six over a 10 over a 12 and a 14, like the, the 10 and the 12 will sell pretty quick, but then the six and the 14 just kind of sit forever. And nobody mm -hmm. really wants that. Or, you know, I end up sitting on that for as long as I have to, to sell them. Um, so recently I've been doing made to order. Uh, the only problem with made to order is they take fucking forever. Cause I got to get the trees cut. I got to get bushings ordered. The springs got to get ordered. And then I got to do all the, like, I got to do all the welding and fabricating and all that shit for them. So it's, Right. It's a pick your poison, you know? Yeah. What uh, What's the lead time on like a Springer? Like, is it weeks or months? So like the, when I first started doing the made to orders, it was taking me like five months to do one Springer because it was like, I was doing it in between working on All right. bikes and stuff. So like I would be doing, I'd be building the Springer, but I'd also have to get this job done so that I can pay my bills this month, you know? Mm -hmm. And so recently I've been like only taking orders for like two months. So the last time I did it, I did, I took an order. I took orders in October and uh, then I worked on them all of November. Like I did, did very little other work other than the Springers. And so I've gotten it down to like a two month uh, wait time. No shit. Yeah. And I could do like, I can get them done in a month, but most people want them chromed or they want them, uh, like I do a gunmetal blue finish also. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah, dude. I don't know if you saw the one that I, I gave one away um, that I did for my brother's bike. The, the geometry just didn't quite work out. So I was like, fuck it. I'll just give this one away to one of my, my subscribers. And uh, it was like 32 over. It was like six and a half feet tall. It was ridiculous. That's and, fucking uh, nuts, dude. Damn. Yeah. It was on that pink bike that I had in glory days. And uh, so I had polished it so that it looked like chrome because I just ran out of time, didn't have time to do chrome. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to do like a gunmetal blue finish. And it came out killer. It came out exactly like I wanted it to. So um, I've added that finish to my front. How do you how do you blue something? Is it like a stain that you rub on? Or Yeah, it's just a it's just a comp like it's a.
bottle of it and uh the you got to polish the front end to like the level of perfection that you're happy with. And then you just heat it up. Like you heat the area up a little bit and then you wipe it on. And it's just an oxide layer that instead of being that orange color that rust normally is, it's just like a translucent blue. Hmm. So it's like yeah, a black. It's the same thing. They, it's the same thing they do on gun barrels. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same exact thing. I've done that to my shotguns and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So like, the the more uh the more you apply it the darker it gets and i didn't want i left it like i left it kind of like i didn't do like a thick coat i just kind of brushed it on and moved it back and forth a little bit and uh it came out like a bluish color so and that's what i was going for that's fucking cool i've never heard of anybody doing that on a bike definitely like cheaper that. than chrome yeah, the, the the polishing takes longer. That's the only thing. Like, oh, true. Yeah, yeah. That's a pain in the ass. Whatever you know, whatever the finish is on the metal when you blew it, that's just what it's gonna be. Like, it doesn't. You know, it's the same as chrome. You know, you got to get it to a polish, or you got to get it to like a level that you're happy with it. And there's not a lot of imperfections, or there's just the right amount of them. And mm. then, uh, and then whatever it is, that's just what it is. Hmm. I like that though, the bluing. So I mean that's 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 a good option for a lot of like just metal protecting stuff that you're doing because that's an aesthetic. You know what I mean? If you have like a bluish you want some blue in your bike, right? Yeah. Like black yeah. and blue. Dude, and like I don't personally dig it. You know, I know people paint their front ends and shit. Um or powder coat them and I'm like I am I have a hard stance against painting or or uh uh powder coating your front end but the gun blue gives you the same look without the you know without the downside of it being fucking paint Dude, there's know? there's only a few parts of the bike that you're supposed to paint and if i see if i see someone paint a fucking rocker box or a fucking <laughs> primary or something dude i get murderous dude I want to mur- i want to hurt that person i'm like you painted the fucking engine you idiot Oh, dude, do you remember when like everybody was like matte black everything? Oh, yeah, you know? everything. Was, yeah, just everything. Roll the, just roll the whole bike into the paint booth and matte yeah. black it, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. What are we, what are we dude, doing? Dude, are I had we... a buddy who got, he fucking took Plasti Dip and he blacked out everything, dude, on his bike. He was just like, Shh. dude, the fucking, dude, the forks, dude, the everything. And then after you take it out one time, like that shit's just like flaking off. It looked like absolute trash. Oh yeah, I can only like, imagine. We're not friends anymore. <laughs> Dude, that's what I don't like about painted front ends. Like it's only gonna take a little like it's gonna chip. You know, it's like the front of your motorcycle. It's gonna chip. Yeah. And you know, especially with like my front ends, you know, you gotta slide the trees up and down so you're scratching the shit out of it, you know. Yeah. So, not a fan, not a yeah. fan. But yeah, just, I feel you. Just paint, paint your tins. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tank, then... rear fender, leave, uh, oil bag. Leave everything else alone. I used to have a hard stance yeah. against the painted oil bag, but then I had a buddy who did one, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, that looks dope." Paint matched oil bags, like a paint, paint matched match. oil bag. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Paint matched oil bag or chrome oil bag. Yeah. Nothing else is acceptable. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Not a fan. 
But Chrome is, it, Chrome is ridiculously expensive. So, oh my yeah. god, it's so expensive. I never, know. never even attempted to look it up. You know, and like most places now. I remember when I was younger, you could just like take a few pieces to the Chromer, and they were Chroma for you. Yeah. Now, like if you're not filling the fucking tub, they're not doing it. Right. Yeah. Like you better get all your friends that need chroming done and go together. <laughs> yeah, that's how it is, man. Because the fucking well, the EPA came down on them real hard, you know. And uh, so they they like you know everything's got to be fucking tip top and ready for inspection. But <clears throat> I have uh, a couple of good old boys who do my chrome, and. You know, they don't own the chrome shop. They just do all the sanding and polishing. And then they're friends with a guy who owns the chrome shop. So <clears throat> I can get it relatively cheap, but it's like single plate. And like, I let everybody know. I'm like, look, it's single plate chrome. If you want it, I can get it for like seven, eight, nine hundred bucks for just like a front end or whatever. Uh, and it's been good to me. Like, that's how I, all the chrome on my show bikes, that's they're the guys that ha I have do it. So. I like it, and I don't mind if it ends up flaking like a year or two down the road, but I try to let everybody know. Because if you're going to do triple-plated, you're going to pay triple the price. Yeah. That's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. yeah. I mean, dude, like, it's probably like three grand to do a fucking, like, to do your to do your front end and, like, maybe a couple of small parts. You're talking like three grand for most chrome-plated places. Yeah, dude. So, Thanks. Got hey, thank you. Thank you, EPA. For making Chrome fucking pricing us all out of the Chrome game. Thank you also for fucking uh, eliminating paint stripper that works. I mean, that was a yeah. pretty handy little fucking tool. EPA, yeah, the aircraft stripper. Yeah, what the oh, fuck, yeah, dude? dude? You put you brush this shit on, dude. Now and it's just it doesn't do anything. It's like yeah. it's lemon juice and water. Thanks. <laughs> I'd rather knock a few billion years off the life of the planet and have some fucking paint stripping ability. <laughs> Have some the other stuff, you remember? Chrome. You remember the other stuff? You'd be scraping it and like get on your hand, and instantly your skin is on fire. You're like, yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah dude. Yeah. Fuck, yeah, dude. I miss the good yeah. old days. Yeah, the good old days. <laughs> I do it myself too. You know, like, dude, it's still available. Like, uh, but you have to have probably like some special license to get it. You know, like that paint stripper shit. Oh, I did find. Uh, I found one random can and it looks like it's from like the 50s at my local hardware store and i think it's it called like so good. yeah it's the only one that actually works i think it's called like rock island or something dude the can looks like it's from the 50s and it was like all dusty and it was like maybe they just didn't sell out of it or whatever i took that shit dude i put it on his fucking powder coat and it just started bubbling right up yeah yeah probably lost a year or two but you know it came it's right worth off. it, dude. It's worth it. <laughs> it's totally dude. worth it. Even if it's said on the can, like, you will die two years earlier because you're using this product, <laughs> I'd be like, that's worth it to me to get this fucking yeah. powder coat off. <laughs> yeah, that's it's worth two years it. off the end of your life. Fuck yeah, the end of my life. It's not taking it off the in my, it's not like in my prime, you know? Right, like, exactly. I'm not taking, like, in my 20s or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm I'm just going to be number. old and decrepit. Yeah, I'm trying to get that number down to 65-ish anyway. Fuck it. Yeah, I want to go out in a blaze of glory <laughs> or slowly with cancer. Right. Ooh, man, slowly with cancer sounds rough. Yeah. Yeah. No thanks. <clears throat> Shit. So um 
you mentioned uh, earlier that you were a wrestling coach. Do you dabble in a little WWE style, or is that like? Yeah, no, that's that is the opposite end of the fucking spectrum. That's not like you know you don't like watch WWE like Monday Night Nitro or whatever. Nope, none of that, man. Uh, Nope. (laughs) Ever since I got into like it's like it's called Olympic style wrestling. So ever since I got into like the Olympic style wrestling, I've not watched a single WWE match. However, I don't know. Do you watch it? Not anymore. I used to when I was younger, though. Yeah, when I was when I was in junior high, before I got yeah. into like you know regular wrestling. Yeah, I used to watch that shit all the time, and then I found out quickly that those moves do not work in oh, yeah. like real wrestling. Well, wrestling used to be Hold mad You're cool. telling me you can't backhand someone in the chest and they'll do a backflip? <laughs> you know what? The, my first introduction to, like, moves that will not work is, you're like, you know how, like, they're laying on the mat, getting pinned, and then they just, like, do, like, a, you yeah, know, like, like a, ah! yeah, they just convulse their body or whatever, and then the guy <laughs> falls off, and I was... The first time I tried that and I was still stuck there, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah this is bullshit. <laughs> this is all bullshit. It's not yeah, a real thing. When, yeah. when you did watch WWE, who was your fave? Were you like Macho Man Randy Savage, Ultimate Warrior, Bam Bam Bigelow, Stone Cold Steve Austin? Oh, man, I was a – I mean, everybody I feel like was into Stone Cold Steve Austin at the time, but I was a big Sting guy. Sting. Oh, shit. Yeah, Sting and – uh I really do. When the video game came out, I would always play with either Sting or Rey Mysterio Jr. Those were my two. Fuck yeah, Rey Mysterio Jr. is my guy. He did like parkour <laughs> while he wrestled. Yeah, dude, dude, that was the cool thing. Like he's doing flips and shit. What the he's like hell? swing yeah. through the ropes and kick you in the face. Yeah, dude, he with had the, the coolest like finisher move or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those fucking those video games were wicked fun though. I used to they love were. doing that shit. They were. Uh, yeah. that'll be the next addition to the upstairs, dude. I got a, I've still got all of my old gaming systems. So like, I got the super Nintendo, the oh, Sega oh, Genesis, man. the dreamcast, the fucking, I've got all that stuff just sitting up there in boxes ready. Oh, fuck ready it, for dude. me to like hook it up to the TV. Dude, the I dreamcast. Need N6, listen, if anybody that's listening has a Nintendo 64 with the original Tony Hawk pro skater, <laughs> yeah. hit me up. Yeah, that was on that was on N sixty four. I think so, wasn't it? I th- I played it on PlayStation. The original. We're gonna have to look I that up. N sixty four. But either well, way, N sixty four. I'll take it, dude. Because I want 007. I want. Cruise yeah, I want Golden Eye, baby. You know what I mean, yeah. uh, dude? Have you? <laughs> when's the last time you played Goldeneye? It's been a long time on Nintendo sixty four. <laughs> dude, I tried to play it like a like a year ago. And the controls are so hard. Like, it, I immediately got sick from watching it and like oh, yeah. trying to like man- maneuver through the level or whatever, dude. I was like, yeah, yeah. my head hurts. Like, I gotta, I gotta sit down and take a nap. <laughs> Hold on. Like, it's so hard to fucking play dude, games now. Like that fucking I, game. I've dude that 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 game in particular too. Like, I played it so fucking much when it came out. Like, it. Oh I God. probably could have went pro if that was a thing. You know, that man. was the Halo of our age. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Dude. Halo. So I was, like, big into Halo. Like, when I really started getting, like, in college, Halo was the shit, and everybody was playing Halo. Uh, yeah. So, like, trying to go back to Goldeneye after using those controls, dude, it fucks you up. You cannot do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the controls are so awkward. I can't even remember. 
I think like the little C pad in the corner is how you move your head. And then the other one like moves your feet, but not like it doesn't control the aim of the gun. It's like you got to use three. You got to need like three hands to play that game. I need to, I need to play it again. It's like one of the like one of the coolest things about that game, though, is that they had the split screen. So you I'd like go over my buddy's house and we'd have like a sleepover four dudes and we'd just play N64 and fucking drink Mountain Dew and eat pizza and shit. And you that had is, a split that's... screen. And you're like, yeah, don't look see... at my fucking screen. <laughs> oh, dude, you're right. It, you're it looking was at PlayStation. Me. Screen peeking, dude? No screen Oh, peaking. so to- Tony yeah, Hawk was PlayStation. PlayStation. Yeah, PS1. Yeah, it came out, it came out in 1999. Oh, oh fuck, dude. I played the fuck out oh, of that shit. game, too. It does say, though, in 1999, it was later ported to the Nintendo 64. Yeah, oh, I, I know I played it on the 64 because I did not have a PlayStation. Dude, that's yeah. fucking nuts. So yeah, you you can still live your dream. I was gonna say I could have sworn it was Nintendo sixty four because I remember having all the buttons to mash when I hit the half pipe and shit. Yeah, that's wild, yeah. dude. Yeah, sixty four bit version. Yeah, dude. When I was in high school, we used to have LAN parties, dude. You could connect four Xboxes together, yeah. have, like sixteen people all playing yeah, yeah. in like yeah. one party. So yeah, my buddies used to come over and we used to just hook up four Xboxes and play. What the fuck? That dude. was the best Tony Hawk Pro Skater game ever made, too. All the new ones suck. Yeah, don't like, I, I don't like any of them. That 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 one, the Tony Hawk, that's like the soundtrack of my fucking high school years. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, like, man, that's what I listened to. Cky in the background. Just oh yeah, like, dude. Dude, I have on my Spotify. Here's a hot tip for all you guys: you can go to Spotify and type in Tony Hawk Pro Skater soundtrack. And it will play every song from the original Tony Hawk Pro Skater. <laughs> Dude, actually, I, I got to mention, since we brought up Spotify, Dusty, I checked out your Spotify playlist. Very eclectic. Very nice. Go to Eyesore Cycles. They got the, uh, or on your link tree or whatever. You got a Spotify playlist. It got Outlaw Country. You got a little gang star. It's got some good yeah. shit in there, dude. I checked it out today. I was like, damn, dude. Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. I like a little bit of everything. Most recently, though, I'm into like the outlaw country stuff. Uh, Billy Joe Shaver. I just got a book. Uh, his, oh, yeah. I got his biography or whatever. And uh, I've been reading that. And that dude was the truth, you know. Uh, so I've been listening to a lot of him and Waylon and Willie and uh, just that whole outlaw country scene from like the, the 80s. Yep. <clears throat> but yeah, I saw on the top of the playlist was Gangstar, and I was like, I gotta check this out. <laughs> yeah, that's the first one, dude. Gangstar. Yeah, dude. Gangstar, uh, dude. Yeah, I get down to like, you know, I grew up in that era where everybody was listening to everything. Uh, yeah. So I got a little bit of rap on there, a little bit of Limp Nirvana, a little bit of yeah. Kwan, a little bit of, yeah, Nirvana. Dude, I was going uh, through it too, and I was just like, I was just like, this is, this is like my playlist, dude. Yeah, and I only have one. I don't have like yeah. multiple playlists. I'm not that guy. Like I don't yeah. organize my life that way. It's just like the good shit playlist, and that's it. Like everything yeah. is in there. Yeah, I get. Uh, I listen to music on when I'm riding a lot, and what I do is like during the winter, during the dormant months, when I'm in my car just fucking around, I'll make a playlist for the coming riding year, and I'll just be like, this year is you know like, and I'll just that year I just have that playlist and there'll be like a hundred songs on it and every time I'm on my bike I just fucking pop it in uh, but yeah dude that, oh, that dude, playlist I, was sweet I have like fucking 20 different playlists 
Because yeah. I listen. Here's the thing, though, is like I listen to the craziest mixture of music. And it's like sometimes you can't have your friends around when that shit pops up. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's wild, dude. It's like I like Mine will go from like outlaw country to like 90s country to punk to oi to hardcore to sublime Bob Marley. You know what I mean? It's like the most wildest playlist ever in the world. Yeah. Yeah, that's how mine is too. But I just like uh, and I put it on in the shop down here for the most part uh, every day. And it's like, you know, I'm always in a mood to hear something. But sometimes I hear that song that I wasn't in the mood for. And then I'm like, fuck, yeah, that was dope. I'm going to be like, I just want to find more like that, you know, and then I'll go on like a binge of looking for songs that are kind of like that. Yeah. And I'm always on the lookout for new music. I can like, because I'm down here every day, like I'll wear, I'll wear songs out. I'll play them until I'm oh, like yeah. tired of hearing them. Do you, uh, do you listen to music on the bike or never? No, no, no I'm, okay. you know, I ride old shitty bikes, so I'm constantly like, what the Trying fuck is listen. that noise, you know? Like, why is it, why is it, that's not normal, you know? Uh, yeah. So, no, I don't really listen to to music on the bike. I, uh, you know, since I've been listening to, like, Chopper podcasts and stuff, like yours, your guys's and uh, uh, the Ride Choppers or Die podcast, uh, I've noticed that you can kind of, like, how somebody rides on their bike or like what they're doing while they're riding kind of like determines why they're doing it. And I'm kind of like, a, I just want to get a, when I go on a ride, like I just want to get away from everything. Like I don't want to be tied. Like I just want to sit in silence or, you know, that constant buzzing of the engine, you know, and just thinking like being in my own head. And uh, I enjoy yeah. that personally. And like, you know, like Sarah, Sarah likes just enjoys riding, you know, I'm sure she puts music on and shit, but she just, she just enjoys the feeling of being on a motorcycle and like, you know, getting to the destination and shit. And then some people just enjoy like riding their bike. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like the builders, the kind of builders people, um, you know, they enjoy riding their bike to, to a show that everybody's going to see it at and shit. So it's uh it's fun to like look at that, but I I'm more of a I just want to forget about everything for a little while and just kind of like cruise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I'm the same probably ninety percent of the time, no music. I'm just cruising. Yeah. Um, but if I do do music, oh shit, everything just went crazy. Um, yeah, we- if I do yeah. do music, I just do one earbud. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to go about it, too. Um, Yeah, and like I said, like, I'm constantly listening to the bike, trying to figure out, like, why it's making a new new sound that it's not normally making or whatever. Yeah. When I, when I, so, like, when I change something up or I, you know, like, I'm doing, like, like, once I'm comfortable with the fact that it's, like, running all right, I live out in the fucking boonies. So, if I'm going to meet, like, Loctite or some other boy, I have an hour ride to them. So... The thing about music is, oh yeah. <laughs> so I just, I just put, I pop in. Uh, I got a, uh, I got a pretty cool helmet. It's a three quarter helmet, but it has the Bluetooth built in, so I got all the fucking Bluetooth oh, dude, I radio and all so that shit. Bad. Yeah, yeah. So I just, I, I just pop it on, 
And uh, what it does is it drowns out any issues I might have with my bike. And if you can't hear it, then it's not really a problem. (laughs) Right, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to have to pull over and start fixing my bike on the side of the road. I just crank the music up and then I'm good. That is the, that's me and my brother's approach (laughs) to uh, our cars. You know, like (laughs) if the car sounds like shit, just get a better stereo system. You know, (laughs) I actually, I actually had a fucking mechanic tell me that one time. Like, yeah. I brought my car in, and he's like, how loud are you playing your music? You didn't fucking hear that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a great strategy, you know, until it actually finally does break. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, man, it's... Uh, the other problem I have with music, listening to music, is, like, if I get a song that gets me hyped, I go way too fast. Like, then I oh, start yeah, yeah. cranking on it, you know? <clears throat> But I don't know Ohio. I mean, Ohio is just like flat and open. Most of, like once you get out there, right? I mean, like not in the cities, but well, where we're at. So I'm over in the northeast corner of Ohio, which is like over near the Pennsylvania border. Uh, so we yeah. have hills and curves, and you know, if you start heading, like if you get past once you get past Cleveland, uh, yeah, it starts to flatten out that way. But where I'm at, there's there's really good riding. Yeah, yeah. No shit. Uh, is Ohio considered Midwest? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. legendarily fucking bad at geography. And I was trying to figure out where Ohio was. Cause I asked you, I was like, you East coast. <laughs> you could have been like, we're mountain time. I would have been like, Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Ohio. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, we're, we're, uh, we're Midwest somehow. However the fuck that makes sense. But yeah. Cause you guys aren't that far from East coast. Right. I mean, no, I mean, 12 I'm, hours. I can be, well, I mean, I can be in like New York, you know, in three hours. Like, I can get to Buffalo in three hours. So, oh, fuck. That's yeah. way closer than I thought. Yeah. Yeah, I go to Buffalo quite often. I got a buddy, uh, my buddy, uh, Maltese Machine Co. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, Angelo. Do you know Angelo? I don't know him personally, but he does the fucking wildest <laughs> shit, dude. Yeah, dude. He's. What do you he's have, like... a 69-inch front end or whatever? <laughs> yeah. Yep. What the fuck? Dude, he builds rad shit, uh, really long, uh, rigid fork choppers and shit. And, uh, you know, he's he's like three, he's like a three hour trip. So whenever he has a shop party or, uh, you know, sometimes I'll just shoot out that way to Buffalo and just go hang out. So. Fuck yeah, dude. We should get him on the show. He he builds wild shit, dude. Yeah, dude. He's, he's legit. He's a fucking killer builder. And he does... Uh, you know, the choppers is just like kind of like a like he builds choppers, but it's not just a chopper shop. He builds uh custom furniture too. And oh, wow. uh, yeah, his custom furniture is dope. Oh shit. Yeah. Um, all right, so you're an entrepreneur, you own a bike shop, you live above it, you're living the dream. Yeah, you're living the dream. You got these long locks. Are you growing your hair out to make me a toupee? By the way, are you gonna? Is this some locks of love shit? You're gonna chop that off and donate me some hair? Well, dude, but, I've I've had short hair my entire life, and then just uh, the last four years, I've been growing it out. Well, it looks gorgeous. But what advice do you have for? I mean, people listen to this show; they want to be you. They want a, an awesome shop. And they want a six thousand dollars stove, 
and they want dual shower heads and they want to be living the chopper dream. How yeah. do you be, uh, what is your advice to these, these young people that are looking for some direction in their life? Oh man, dude, I can tell you what I did. And, uh, I scour Facebook marketplace for like the best deals. And then when they pop up, I buy them, you know, um, I've been super fortunate to like, I have a great support system. Like I have a great family and, you know, I was able to fucking like buy the stove and then keep it somewhere until I had the place done that I could move it into. So, uh, but I would say like the biggest thing that I've done to like make this happen and make it like be able to happen is like just keeping my overhead low. I don't have like a big payment that I have to make every month. I ha I don't have a, I don't have a car payment. Um, when I bought this place, like I kind of lucked into it and the guy that I was buying it off of, uh, sold it to me for just the tax value of it. Cause it needed so much work. Yeah. Fuck. Like I've put over the, since I bought it in 2017, I've probably put like 40 or $50,000 into it over that time. Uh, but you know, I, I bought the place for $32,000. So, my mortgage on this place is only two seventy five a month. Um, so just keep your overhead. $275. Yeah. That is my, that is my mortgage payment a month on this place. We're moving to Ohio <laughs> Loctite. <laughs> Dude, do I've been trying. My buddy, lives, <laughs> my buddy Rusty lives in Massachusetts. Uh, and, uh, I've been trying to get him to move out here, but he's, he's kind of stuck. He's got a, you know, he's got a daughter and, uh, you know, an ex-wife and all that stuff. And his whole family lives out there. Other than oh, that, he's from, you know? he's from mass. Yeah. Yeah. We got to link up with that boy. Yeah, dude. He'd be a great one to have on your podcast. He's a chopper dude. And like, uh, like just a gearhead, like constantly building like random shit like he's got like a race lawnmower and he built you know the tugski have you ever heard no. of this thing it's like uh he took a you know one of those little kids play sandboxes that looks like a tugboat so he took that and like made it into a jet ski so he made like a life-size version of that into a jet ski and that blew him the fuck up that's fucking uh, so cool yeah dude so yeah he's right out by us no shit. Yeah, we'll definitely link up with him. Yeah. Man. So, all right. So, low overhead, and yeah. it's basically you're chopping your life. You know, like you got to piece it together. Be patient. Get things at a good price. That's same it, principles apply. Exactly. You know, just apply yeah, those dude. chopper principles to life, and you'll be fucking fine. And then chop, uh, chop a house. Yeah, dude. Uh, you know, you got to be. Uh, you got to love it. You got to love it. If you don't yeah. love it the minute that it starts to get hard, you'll, you'll just quit, you know, or you'll find a reason to quit. Uh, cause it's real hard or it's real easy to quit. Um, there's a lot of times where, you know, like this front end that I have next to me, it was a customer's front end and he flaked out on me and it was like, fuck, like there's, you know, a couple thousand dollars that I was counting on that I just don't have anymore. Uh, so if you don't love it and you're not fucking into it and trying to like make this, you know, your life or your lifestyle, it's, it gets real easy to quit. So yep. be same honest thing, with yourself. Yeah. Same thing Just... with choppers, dude. You know, the, yeah. the second that you 
hit one of those fucking potholes going down the road. You know, it's, it's real easy to say, God damn, I really like a suspension on this motherfucker. Yeah. So. Yeah. You got to do life yeah, the hard feel way. All your vertebrae is like. <laughs> yeah, dude, just crushing down. It's like, oh, I think I lost one. Yeah, dude. You just feel the <laughs> fucking. fucking you feel the disc, you feel oh, the disc squishing out from underneath the fucking. From the other yeah, one. Dude. That's the worst is when you rattle your teeth, you hit something and you're just like, you feel it in your spleen, but then you like, you, you chomp yeah. down and you're like, that, that sounds like an expensive dental trip. <laughs> yeah, dude. yeah. I've, uh, I've hit a few of those and like all you, like every time I hit one, I just like, I'm like, fuck, like at the loudest, the loudest I can yell it. It just fucking oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so bad. Oh, yeah. when you're not expecting it, it's the worst fucking thing. Yeah, you're like all hunched over, just being comfortable yeah. and shit, and you're like in the worst position to absorb anything. Oh yeah, you know, it feels like getting sucker punched. You're just like, oh, yeah, dude, right in the low back, just bow. yeah, and nobody's there to console you. You just sit there and you're just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that is a feeling sorry for yourself. So, all right, yeah, that also translates into how to get how to become whatever this is, you know. Yep. Um, before we get any further along, we didn't even start with housekeeping. I actually like this to, let's just do housekeeping at the end with the sponsors. Let's just dive right into the interview. Let's attack the interview. Loctite. What do you think? Sounds he loves good. it. He loves it. All right. So little light housekeeping this week. First off, I got to mention cornerstone dot manufacturing. He's the giveaway sponsor. Patreon, $10 a month. It's February. It's the end of February. You can still get in on this. When you listen to this, we got one more week left. Go ahead and go to our Patreon and sign up for $10 a month. That's like a beer, dude. A fancy beer. A fancy beer. I mean, you probably get a beer for a couple of bucks at a real dive, a real scummy place. But if you're at a nice place that has like 180 taps... And they do like uh, fucking like local shit, and they have kale on their plates to garnish it. It's going to be ten bucks. So one fancy beer. Sign up, Cornerstone Manufacturing. This dude is with the computers. He's building things. He's amazing. He's smart. DIY chopper seat pan Kydex. I actually just uh, he has a YouTube channel, and he'll show you on his YouTube channel how to form this chopper seat. You can do it with a blow dryer. You can go in your, you can go steal your wife's blow dryer and form this beautiful Kydex seat to your chopper. Very low heat, uh, but he's the giveaway sponsor this month. Sign up. You only got one week left. We're going to be doing the giveaway next week. It's the end of February. It's a short month. Sorry, Ombres, but you're going to have to get on that. Uh, the other thing, housekeeping, our show. The Low Life Lowdown, June 8th. Do you have the address handy? Uh, so I don't have to guess it again. Hold on, I'll get it. You can just keep going. And I'll, uh, I'll I know it's Califf Highway. I don't it's know the 232. number. Califf Highway, Epping, New Hampshire. Food, beer, music, raffles, motorcycle show, and biker games. 
you got time to plan. We're going to be at Laconia. We're going to be renting. I already talked to Dan about this, too. We're going to be renting a spot. We're going to be all up in that bitch. 101 Laconia. All right. You ready for the sponsor section? We're going to start with uh, Dead Now. Nope. Um, also, real company. quick. <laughs> real quick, if you want to be a vendor at that show, listen, I know it's so far out. None of you guys are going to fucking answer me right now. But if you want to lock down a vendor spot, hit up Rhino, Resto, or Low Life Chopper Podcast. No? Hit up Low Life Chopper Podcast on Instagram or Low Life. <laughs> Just hit up the fucking, hit up the goddamn Instagram. Just hit uh, us up. Just hit yeah, us up. Yeah, because listen, they're going to sell out fast. Um, people are already asking about it. We had a lot of vendors last year. Um, so if you got a local shop or you make any kind of goods, um, hit us up. And one other show I want to shout out real quick, the last spot of Chopper Show. This is before our show. This is a motherfucking season opener for the Northeast. It is Saturday, May 4th, 2024, 576 Primrose Street, Haverhill, Mass. Uh, Why does it not say what fucking time it starts? Oh, starts at noon. There's a show inside the building. There's a show outside the fucking building. This show is always a good time to get on your fucking chopper and come hang the fuck out. And they got a they got a bands at four. So twelve to four is the chopper show, and then they're gonna have uh, music. That's it. All right. Let's roll in. Let's let's take a minute to thank those that make this show possible. Up first. Whatever you want. I got it. I got it queued up, baby. Oh, up first. We got Dead Beat Customs. Steve has been supporting us since the very motherfucking beginning through being canceled, through fucking doing all of the drugs at Deadbeat Retreat. Um, he, he has made the deadbeat retreat. We've gotten him kicked out of every fucking venue that he's tried to have it at. Um, not us personally, but us as a fucking community. Um, and he still makes it happen every fucking year. So make sure you mark on your fucking calendar. Get out to the deadbeat retreat up at the black. What is it? Blackthorn Rose or some shit? Blackthorn Resort. Yeah, whatever the fuck it is. Get out to that fucking spot and go to Deadbeat Customs. Dot com to get some chopper parts, Dyna Bro parts, bagger parts, luggage, accessories. They have it all at deadbeatcustoms.com. Use code LOWLIFE at checkout. Next, we got No Luck Paintworks. Straight out of Manchester, New Hampshire. Dan is the motherfucking man with a goddamn plan. He will bring your bike to the next fucking level. Whether you got a chopper, a Dyna, a bagger, it does not fucking matter. He will make it look looking nice. He'll make it look nice. Hit up no <laughs> luck fanworks on Instagram. I'm telling the boys from Low Life Shopper Podcast sent you. Next, we got Low Brow Customs. Everything you need for the road ahead. This is literally the only website we can build an entire motherfucking bike on right, one place. All right. Tyler and his team support every fucking chopper show across the country. I guarantee if you've been to a chopper show, it has a lowbrow banner. So the way you can return that fucking favor is to shop at lowbrowcustoms.com. Next, we got Steel City Blacksmithing. Josh, the motherfucking homie out in 
PA, twisting all things steel. He's got a massive lathe, so if you need some shit done, he can fucking do that. He can fucking do any blacksmith thing. I think he's fucking with knives now. He does everything. Old son does everything. Hit him up, steelcityblacksmithing.com or on Instagram. Next, we got Stay Strong Co., the creator of the hot sauce that everybody fucking loves. It's amazing. It's a hot sauce. It's a dipping sauce. We're coming out with our own fucking spinoff. He's going to make a low-life chopper podcast hot sauce distilled in the fucking factory of Stay Stronco in his very own kitchen with vegetables from his garden with sweat from our loins. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Go over to Stay Stronco. I just sent a loin sweat. <laughs> Get over to staystrongco.com, staystrongco on Instagram. Tell them the boys from the Low Life Chopper Podcast sent you. Guy with the wood burning shit, bro. That's all you could. Matt, burnt up wood burning. Custom wood burning by Matt K. No CNCs, no machineries, no AI. This is all done with these mitts, baby. He does photo realistic wood burning of your bike of your old lady naked i don't know i he, he didn't say he was going to do that but he'd probably do that um we're going to get with him we're going to do a giveaway go check out his page amazing wood burning all by hand all by hand next up we have me Rhino Resto, inconveniently located in Henderson, New Hampshire, home of the Vapor Honer Boner, except no substitutes with a focus and passion on vintage motorcycle and tool restoration, friendly service, even friendlier prices. Contact me today at Rhino Resto on Instagram or Rhino at Low Life Chopper Podcast for a free quote or joke. Last but not least, we have... Loctite's motherfucking chop Shoot, shop. Look at that logo, boy. That's Listen, crispy, for all your baby. pinstriping needs, hit your boy up, Loctite's chop shop on Instagram. Whether you want garage signs, fucking hand painted saws, you want me to fucking pinstripe your grandma's titties, your fucking bike, whatever you want, I'll fucking put paint on that bitch. Hit me up, Loctite's chop shop on Instagram. All right. Last but not least, last, last. This show, the Low Life Motherfucking Chopper Podcast. Go to lowlifechopperpodcast.com, okay? And we have all our shops and socials there. You can buy a t-shirt. You can buy a fucking camp mug. You can buy a fucking hat. You can go and look at all of our episodes. Nobody can take that down. Um, Lowlifechopperpodcast.com. We're near your holes every fucking Friday. Don't forget about your boys. Last but not least, Eyesore Cycles. Yes. Give us the run Give us an ad read. Give us an ad read. read. Uh, <laughs> no, my motto is just make it run. So that's what we'll go with. Love just it. make Love it run it. bare minimum. As long as it's running. <laughs> right? Bare minimum choppers, baby. That's what just we throw, do here. Just throw on those headphones. As long as it's running, you don't have to worry about any sounds. You don't have to worry if it's safe. As long as it's running. That's right. All right. Uh, 
dude this was awesome thank you so much for coming on uh thank you for getting we got at, i think we got like at least three or four different shows just talking to your homies after this we're gonna hit them up we're gonna hit you up to make sure that we got the right instagram so i'm not hitting up random people but uh dude so stoked out on what you're doing i think it's fucking awesome we got to get out to ohio what's is there a show out in ohio what's the big old show out there yeah dude fuel cleveland uh my buddy Mikey, my buddy Mikey, who, uh, yeah, dude, my buddy Mikey, who runs, he's one of the owners of uh, Lowbrow Customs. He puts that yeah, on. Yeah. So, Fuck. yeah, Fuel Cleveland is a great one. Or I'm only like from Glory Days. I'm only like two hours from there. So, oh no shit. Yeah. Are you going to Glory Days this year? Yeah, I'll be there. I go to okay. so like I, I do Glory Days and the Fuel Cleveland every year. So, I've been going. For everyone since number one, so I'm gonna to try to continue to do that. So I'll be at those every year. How 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 far are you? you said you're like three hours from New York? How far are you from like New Jersey? Uh, so Jersey's a little bit further. Say, yeah, I so I got that CB750 frame in Jersey, and I think that was nine hours, ten hours, something oh, like that. Fuck yeah, okay. New, yeah. I keep on forgetting New York's a big state, so Buffalo versus like the city. Okay. Yeah, when I go to Buffalo, dude, I go through like, you know, the the tiniest part of Pennsylvania up at the top near the lake. Yeah. And then right into Buffalo. So I'm just in the northeast corner of Ohio. So that's why it's only three hours. Ah, uh, okay. I keep on nodding my head. I'm like, oh yeah, just go through Pennsylvania. I have no idea what you're talking about. I have no idea where Pennsylvania is on a map. If you if you <laughs> Google Parkman, Ohio, the the town is so small, it will literally take you right to my shop. So Google no Parkman, Ohio, and then you'll find me. Parkman, Ohio. Well, Dusty, thanks again. Uh, happy fucking Friday, motherfuckers. Dusty, stick around. We want to talk to you after the show. Uh, any parting words, Loctite? Nah. No. Fuck these little <laughs> bitch-ass motherfuckers. <laughs>